Blog Talk Radio. Today on a Saturday morning, kind of a rainy, gloomy Saturday morning here in central Indiana, Indianapolis, high atop the Balance Studios in the west suburbs of Indianapolis, Indiana. But hey, we keep plugging along. Thanksgiving weekend, Thanksgiving has come and gone. And are we, are we still, are, are we figuring out how to make different recipes with our our uh, leftover turkey. I, I'm going to tell you what. I had a turkey sandwich yesterday. There's just something about a leftover turkey sandwich that's just, man, all good stuff. So uh, hopefully uh, we're starting to awake from our turkey coma. Got a lot on chat today. It is the old oaken bucket, which, by the way, us OIU guys, or, well, let's say Purdue people, blah, blah, blah. Well, our special game of the of the year, and uh, I tell you what, I like IU going into this, even though it is up in West Lafayette. Another big college, Big Ten college game on tap. In case you haven't heard, is the Ohio State Buckeyes, and oh, that's right, the team from up north, Michigan. <laughs> Adam Jimmy and George is good about uh, super uh, uh, Buckeye fans, a Browns fan, Ohio guy. He's going to join us and talk uh, about that game. Also, uh, going to be joining us is Rick Riggin, our official college football contributor. Going to be talking about all the happenings in college football around the world. It might be just, I think it's just going to be uh, you and I for the first half hour. And then uh, coming up here in, in about 20 minutes or so, uh, we've got Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast. He's going to join us and be talking uh, some college football and NFL. Help us walk around the NFL. And at the bottom of the show, last segment, last but not least, in uh, today's uh, Turkey Coma show is Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, SI.com and Mo from the BS Sports Show is also scheduled uh, to to be on tap with us. 917-889-8516 is our digits. Give us a call, 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 ringy ding ding. And uh, we, 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 we shall chat. See, I can't walk and chew gum at the same time, so. We'll be right back right here on the Balance Radio Network. 
The Air National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. I've been playing four on four with a barber shark quartet. Nah, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico. Yeah. Believe it, Geico could save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Morning face. You get is when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mace. Ow, they're moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA Sultan mattresses. IKEA, love your home. Here's to the straggly ones. The first ones. Hey, I look good with this ones. The black, brown, red, and gray ones. The itchy ones. The ones grown by dad. The ones grown for dad. The yeah, I nearly didn't do it this year ones, and the absolutely filthy ones. They all raise awareness, raise funds, start conversations, and save lives. Because whatever you grow, will save a bro. Sign up now at Movember.com. It's double trouble, double the fun. At African Safari Wildlife Park in Port Clinton, Ohio, see the largest antelope on Earth, the giant eland, and the ugliest creature on Earth, the African warthog. There's so much to see and do, including the Midwest's only drive through safari. Feed the animals. See live educational shows. Feel the excitement. Have your picture taken with a python or cockatoo. Feel the adventure. Shop the Simba Lodge gift shop with items available from around the globe. Visit the snack bar or picnic facilities. Enjoy a pony or camel ride. Or cheer your favorite porker on to victory in the famous Pork Chop Down. Bring your family to see the rare and exotic animals at African Safari Wildlife Park in Portland, Ohio. Just take Route 2 to the Route 53 North exit and follow the sign. Only 17 miles west of Cedar Point via Route 6. Open every day, rain or shine.
Welcome back to the Balance Ride. Saw Michael Sale, President Day. Looks like it's just going to be me and you hanging out here for the next 20 minutes or so before Tony Donahue of the Tony D podcast joins us uh, to jump in and talk to football and the NFL. It is Turkey Weekend. Uh, uh, maybe a lot of you guys, uh, your your family uh, thinks, maybe some of you people still have uh, uh, the, the Thanksgivings to come, yet uh, a lot of times families can't always get together on Thanksgiving, or they have multiple families, or they have work stuff, church stuff. Oh, oh, and let's not forget that yesterday was Black Friday. Here's here's a newsflash for uh, those of you that, that may not know this. You know you do not have to get up at the butt crack of dawn and stand in line at Target or Best Buy or Walmart or wherever you may shop to get your stuff. You go online, and they even they've even set a day aside, another day. Uh, yeah, granted, uh, the 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 employers of the world may not want to hear this, but on Monday it's called Cyber Monday. You get the same deals, the same specials. Oh, and here's another newsflash. You can actually do that on Friday, on Black Friday, and get the same deal. So it's probably just something about the rush or the tradition of of, uh, Black Friday. Probably just something about the, oh, I just got to be a part of this. I got to be a part of that trampling crew to go get my... Uh, television set or my <laughs> well I gotta get that for that prize I gotta be there at that time Black Friday thank you but no thank you I uh, was completely content as uh, sitting at home and doing my my little binging and uh, you know having leftover turkey sandwiches and uh not really having to do much yesterday. I was comp- completely content with that. Uh, so, but if you did go and enjoy Black Friday, well, I hope that it was one for the record books. I hope you got that uh, TV set or game set or whatever it was that you were you you thought that you needed to stand in the line and depending on where you're at in the country, uh, the weather wise. But I guess you know, hey, uh, the the it's a it's an economic uh uh shot to the arm i guess so we we could go with that i'm all about capitalism anyway but that's a whole different uh, topic for a whole different show but today is about just getting uh, uh rewound and just regrouped and getting ready back to work on monday back to the grindstone on monday so to help you do that is is us here at the at the balance team. We 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 won't let you down as as we uh, plug forward to bring you uh, the best uh, radio and podcast show. Welcome to all of our affiliate radio stations. Also have joined us uh, today, and also uh, if you're listening to us on the podcast, hey, thank you so much. Hey, do us a favor though. While you're there anyway, downloading the podcast on whether it's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or uh, TuneIn, wherever you may get your podcast, hit uh, subscribe, but then hit one of those little stars there. We, we'd like for you to do uh, four stars, uh, and then just give us a rating to, hey, this guy sucks, man. He talks too much about Turkey, or this guy rocks. 
whatever you want to say about us. We appreciate your your feedback. Um, and also make sure that you're following us on Facebook, uh, our Facebook fan ba- page called The Balance, just The Balance, and Twitter at T Balance. Well, what do we got on tap today? Well, f- well before we get to the Ohio State and Michigan game, uh, Adam Jedevedin, a uh, uh, super fan of Ohio State and, and anything, and Browns fan, anything Ohio, is going to join us along with Rick Riggin. Uh, our official college football contributor. Uh, we're going to break that down. But we've got another big game going on in the Big Ten, and it's the old Oaken Bucket. And I tell you what, uh, this is a, this is the game of the year. It's it's typically, you know, you know how you know how rivals go. It's like, you know, just it doesn't matter what what the record record is, just uh, to know that. You're going against your your rival team. Um, so the last two seasons have been all about bowl eligibility, if you will, in the old Oak and Bucket game. And each of the last two seasons, both teams have entered in, with a five and six uh, record. But Purdue has prevailed uh, to earn postseason earth by a touchdown in 2017. That was great, but the Boilers rolled. Uh, the surprise bowl bid uh, to the Foster Bowl back in Arizona. That was back in uh, 2017. The less said about last year's bowl game, and, but here's the thing. This year, it's different. This year, it's a lot different, especially if you're an IU fan and or, and, or alumni like myself. Uh, Indiana is already bowl eligible. And is trying to reach eight wins for the first time, wait for it, since 1993. We can go back and say that IU has won eight games in football. Clearly, we're not known for uh, IU. Indiana is not known for uh, football, more known for basketball. But this year... It might be a little bit different. Uh, you know, and there's still, there's still, there's still time on the clock. To, could we get to nine? I don't know. Are we going to get a New Year's Day uh, game? Probably not. It would have helped, though. It would have helped the conversation last year. I mean, last week. How do we beat Penn State? Hung right with Penn State and was right there with them. Well, until the second half, and then it kind of just it kind of just demolished uh, from there. Uh, but uh, it's still within the grasp of having a decent bowl game. Um, technically, technically. Uh, the dream of nine wins is also technically still alive as they would need to beat Purdue and win their bowl game to make that happen. We don't know what which bowl game they're going to go to yet, but I think a, a lot of people think that it's be the Red Red uh, Red Box uh, Bowl. You know, we got a title for every bowl game that's out there. I don't know, and, and I'm not just saying this because I'm an IU guy, but with Purdue this year, it just seems like, uh, you know, every team has their ebbs and flows, but it just seems like 
Purdue's not been able to to get it together. And you know that felt somewhat that they 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 lost in a, a uh, collapse. Uh, it just seems like that their season is just uh, kind of fell apart with with Purdue. And, and really, truthfully, the Boilers, and we'll get more into this in the in the college football segment. But it just they just may not have enough healthy players to make it happen. So that said, I mean, how huge would it be to 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 get a a great rivalry win and to bring the old Oaken Bucket back to Bloomington, where it belongs? And hasn't been able to come home for a while. So certainly going to be attentive to that game today. The other game on tap, well, there's a lot of games on tap. But but the other game is, one could say that this is, might be the biggest must-watch game of the uh, weekend with uh, uh, Ohio State and Michigan. One could say that. But, you know, here's the thing. Ohio State is that good. They are that good. And we're going to get into more of this with Adam Jevedim, a super Buckeyes fan. But is that good? And what? At the same token, on the, on the other side of it, if you're a Michigan fan or a Wolverine fan, you've got to look at, hey, where has your – team come from this time last year because remember at the beginning of the season we were talking about well Jim Harbaugh is the most overrated overpaid coach in college football he's on the hot seat he's not going to make it another year we were talking about Michigan just not being able to do it either we were talking about the scenarios of how Jim Harbaugh would be air quotes fired but that didn't happen. In fact, he's not a Jim Harbaugh. Coach Harbaugh is not on the hot seat. And we're talking about a, a team that's going to go to a bowl game. We're talking about a team that if they beat Ohio State, and it's a big if with capital I and capital F, if they beat Ohio State, the conversation is going to be, is Ohio State still in the talk about playoffs? We could, we could run this both ways. We could run this two ways, say, yeah, absolutely, strength of schedule always rules out. And I think everybody that listens to this show on any regular consistency knows my thoughts on strength of schedule. Uh, I think a win is a win is a win is a win is a win. It's that way in the NFL. It's that way in, in, in most sports, but not in college football. So, you know, so there is that, that, that part of the conversation, that part of the, uh, there's that part of it, but in all reality, if we're talking about the implications of a game, this is far, far more 
this is far more of a must win if you want to use those terminologies. And we're, again, we're going to get more into this conversation uh, with Adam Jividen. But if if we're to get um, into the weeds or into the nitty gritty, if you will, if Ohio State loses today to Michigan, again, that's a big if. That's a really big if. I certainly think that Ohio State can can take care of business and check that box. But if we're talking hypotheticals, if we're talking hypotheticals, and, and, and right now clearly that's all we've got to go on. But if we are talking hypotheticals, a Michigan win, a Michigan win could it won't do much for Michigan. It'll it'll might move the needle a little bit, but it'll move the needle a lot. Especially in conversation, and, and if you're in the bowl committee, uh, where where are you put are you putting Ohio State in the playoffs if you get beat by Michigan? There, there's some big implications there. So, I, I would say this this is one of the must see games of the of the weekend. One of the must see games of the weekend. Also, if you're here in the state of Indiana, making your way down uh, town to the uh, uh, Championship, uh, high school championship games going on this weekend. Good luck to all those. You got Valpo versus New Pal, I know, going on. And and Lafayette pulled out a big win against Lutheran yesterday. Matthew Ember usually brings us up to speed on the on the high school football. But actually, I think now that I think about what I, my the tweets were, I think New Pal did win the 5A title here in the state of Indiana. So congratulations to that. But I'm sure across uh, across the United States here, uh, all the high school kids are, are, are in similar situations, similar high school. So it's fun to watch these high school sports. Uh, I think uh, they get a lot more attention now than what they used to, back, certainly back when I was younger and back when I was in high school. Uh, but, uh, hey, it's, it's always good to see them. And then, of course, uh, coming up this weekend, and I'll be at that game, and we'll be talking about that later on this game later on in the show, and that's the Titans and the Colts. Uh, I mean, disappointing loss uh, against Houston last week. Uh, T.Y. Hilton still a little bit on the iffy scale. Uh, Kobe Percet could have played a little bit better game, but we've got a good record. We've had the number of the Tennessee Titans for a long time now. And it's we're at home, and the implications are huge. So we we need to win, uh, win tomorrow, and I'll be at that game. It's gonna be a great time, and uh, against the Tennessee uh, Titans, and see what happens there. But so we're gonna be talking some NFL with Mo from the BS Sports Show, also Ed Kratz. Uh, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and our official NFL contributor is going to be joining us at the bottom of the show uh, to to talk about that. Also, uh, here coming up here in in just a few minutes here, we've got Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast going to join us. Going to be breaking down some of these college games on tap. Uh, we'll, we'll get more into the conversation with uh, with uh, Ohio and and Michigan and some of these other games that that are going on. Of course, you got. Alabama football, the Iron Bowl this weekend as well.
So I um, we'll we'll be getting into all those conversations. Anyway, I tell you what, it's a crazy week. It's a crazy world of sports uh, that that we live in. We we got a lot to. Uh, break down and unpack. I certainly would like to talk with you about uh, your uh, Thanksgiving. And here's the thing, also continuing the the Star Wars saga or conversation, if you will. Uh, I finished all the Star Wars movies. Remember, I started that last weekend or the weekend before last, and uh, so I finished all that. So I'm I'm, I'm anxious to see what's next in the uh, next in the chapter. I I, I would say that I was. Not a Star Wars hater, uh, but I'm a much more I, I'm much more appreciative of Star Wars and Star Wars fans after uh, finishing all of these uh, um, Star Wars movies, if you will. I'm, I'm much more appreciative of of the of the series, and I tell you what. Who's with me? And I, I know I'm late to the game here. All right, I know. I, I and, and Adam's going to drill me for this too, probably here in a little bit when he gets on the show. But I know I'm late to the game. But how big of a badass is Ray? Ray's a freaking badass. And you know, we don't know what this final chapter of Star Wars is going to bring. But. Is Ray on the good side? Is Ray on the dark side? She's a badass, and so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, uh, there as well. <laughs> well, I digress. I digress. You know, it's a turkey. It's a turkey coma. That's for sure. My name is Tom Mark Michelle, President. Nine one seven eighty nine eight five one six is our digits. Uh, give us a call. Standing, we'll be standing by here with. Uh, uh, Tony Donahue of the Tony D podcast uh, coming up here right on the other side. Okay, well, we're back. Something happened there in my ears. It is it, it is what it is. My name is Tom Marquisell, President. We'll be right back with Tony Donahue, the Tony D Bobcats, breaking down some college football in the NFL right here on the Balance Radio Network. Red, the blue. Woo, shit. 
and waking up the rock. Keep up. Why you mad? Fix your face. Ain't my fault they all be jacking. Keep up. Players only. Come on. Put your fingers. Bring the moon. Okay. I'm in. Roger, sir. All right, team. Here we're going to go. The Air National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. Okay, okay. I can't believe it. I've been playing 4 on 4 with a barbershop quartet. Nah, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico. Yeah. Believe it, Geico could save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more unbelievable Geico videos, give subscribe a click. Morning face. You get is when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah! What is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mace. Ow, they're my eyes. Quit moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA, love your home. Here's to the straggly ones, the first ones. Hey, I look good with this ones. The black, brown, red, and gray ones. The itchy ones. The ones grown by dad. The ones grown for dad. The I nearly didn't do it this year ones. And the absolutely filthy ones. They all raise awareness, raise funds, start conversations, and save lives. Because whatever you grow will save a bro. Sign up now at Movember.com. All right, welcome back to The Balance, 917-889-8516. Or digits. My name is Tom Marcos, Cell President. Hey, rolling all right along here on a 
on a uh, Thanksgiving post weekend, uh, if you will. Joining us now, Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast. Tony, how was your Thanksgiving, sir? It was good. I ate plenty and uh, had a nice little time. Hope yours was good as well. Oh, it was. Had a great uh, had a great feast, and uh, and uh, I'm still in the turkey country. And there's something great yesterday afternoon while doing my binging because I didn't do the Black Friday thing because. I'm I'm uh I might be an old man, but I'm aware of the fact that I could just uh, sit in my uh, comfy clothes with my laptop, do a little binging, eat a turkey sandwich, and oh yeah, shop online and get the same deals. But isn't there something great about a, a leftover turkey sandwich? It just seems like whenever you know Thanksgiving rolls around, you're excited for it, and then you're just tired for like two straight days because all that turkey you ate. So yeah, there's uh, so many variations of leftovers and. Uh, None of them ever get old, do they? <laughs> they never do. I don't know how uh, – there was a survey out there that said how long do you eat the uh, uh, Thanksgiving leftovers. Uh, I'm kind of like, you know, after a couple of days, I'm, I'm done with it. I'm, I'm over with it. But uh, still got some leftover pumpkin pie and some pecan pie. So I uh, got, got enough to uh, not starve here. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about a big, a couple of big games on on tap here while we got you here. First of all, uh, help me play the homer card here. My IU Hoosiers and Purdue, uh, the old Oak and Bucket game. Typically, this has kind of been one of the games that's been uh, bowl eligible. Not this year. IU is obviously bowl eligible. Uh, after last week, we're not even going to have the conversation. We probably wouldn't have had it anyway, but it would have been a lot easier to make the debate about a New Year's Day uh, bowl. But that's okay. We'll We'll take it. Uh, so there, it, technically speaking, as I was talking a little bit earlier, IU can beat Purdue because Purdue's just not healthy and is just kind of seeing their season collapse underneath them. They're probably ready to get this season over with. And then win a bowl game, whatever that is, they, they could technically win nine games. It's the first time that's happened since 1993. Uh, the, the old Oak and Bucket game up in West Lafayette. What say you, sir? Yeah, you know, I, I think going into this game, you look at IU being seven-point favorites. Purdue's been struggling. Uh, and really, I think the debate this week more so has been people have shifted to, hey, this game should be played in Indianapolis. Hey, they should play this game at Lucas Oil Stadium. Hey, they should associate this and just have a big football weekend where you get the state finals for football. Maybe you play three games on Friday or four games on Friday or a game Thursday night, then you play that bucket game on uh on Saturday, um, I think IU obviously has the upper hand. I like the way this offense has been playing, uh, and you don't want to have a letdown. You know you're going to a bowl game. You know you're going to the postseason for the first time in years. You don't want to go up to West Lafayette and have a have a letdown. It's going to be uh, going to be cold. It's going to be rainy. Uh, it's, it could get sloppy, but uh, I, I I like IU today. I think they have a good chance of. You just got to finish off the season well, and you got to finish off the season on a high note. You don't want to go into a bowl game knowing that you just lost to a dismal Purdue team that only had three wins on the season. So uh, looking forward to this one today, uh, I do like IU, and I think they will get it done today up in West Lafayette. You know, we talked a little bit about last week that we think that maybe they'll land in the Red Box Bowl. Is that still our thoughts? IU. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Um, I think you end up playing a team um, from the West Coast. Uh, USC probably not. I think USC will land a better bowl. Cal probably not. Uh, but we'll see because that's one of those bowls where they're going to put IU in there, and we'll see if they get maybe a Washington 
uh, out of the Pac-12, who had a nice one yesterday over Washington State. Or we'll see if uh, some other random, maybe uh, West Coast WAC team, uh, Mountain West uh, team, maybe like a BYU, ends up in that bowl. But yeah, right now it looks like IU, my projections will be heading west. They'll be in the Red Box Bowl. Let's talk about another big game. We're going to be getting into this more in our college football segment in the next half hour uh, with Adam Jividan and, and Rick Rickett. But uh, let's talk a little bit about this big game between Ohio State and Michigan. It's always a big game. I mean, I mean, talk about another rivalry. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter who wins. All records go out the book. But I think, you know, at the beginning of the season, we were, we were saying that uh, Michigan was a mediocre team, uh, that uh, – Jim Harbaugh was overpaid and overrated. Uh, he's on the hot seat. He won't make it another year. Uh, well, that is clearly not the case, and it's a, it's more of a must-win, if you want to use those terminologies, for Ohio State than it is for Michigan. Uh, but the implications for Ohio State, if they lose, and I know that's a big capital I, capital F, if they lose uh, to Michigan, uh, on the, I, I think they're on the road there, but uh, – if they lose, that's a big that's a big thing. Well, let's break that game down. What are your thoughts? That's probably one of the most must must watch uh, games of the weekend. Yeah, today at noon, number thirteen, Michigan at home hosting number one, Ohio State. Um, Michigan's peaking right now. If you look at the, the last couple of weeks, they blow out IU. They beat Michigan State in a blowout. They blow out Maryland. They've blown out Notre Dame. Um, you know, their last loss came uh, a month and a half ago on the road to Penn State. So Michigan's playing the best football of the season. And as a Michigan football head coach and Jim Harbaugh, you are defined by what you do against Ohio State. And he has not been able to beat Ohio State in his career. This might be his best chance. But Ohio State, they get the number one ranking um, in the in this week's playoff pool. Uh, they're peaking at the right time. They're going to be here next week for the Big Ten championship game. Um, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. Uh, I think Ohio State kind of wins this one, uh, pulling away towards the end. But this is Michigan's best chance. This is Michigan's best chance to say, look, we can beat Ohio State. We can be a contender in the Big Ten. And you need to consider us for the Rose Bowl if, you know, Ohio State goes on to win the Big Ten championship game. And, you know, depending on what happens, if it's Minnesota or Wisconsin, which is another great game today, um, this is this this could be a statement win for Michigan. I think they're going to get it done. No, but you are defined as a Michigan football coach on how you play against Ohio State, and this is Jim Harbaugh's best chance to knock out the Buckeyes. So, in spite, uh, do you think though, in spite of the moderately good season that Michigan has been able to put together, if they lose to Ohio State, there's still conversations about Jim Harbaugh not being there. Um. I think that there will be from the fan base. I don't necessarily think it will be from the from 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 the high ups at Michigan. I think he will retain his job. I mean, this is still a 13th ranked team in the country. They're still going to end up in a big bowl, whether it's the Citrus Bowl or maybe even the Peach Bowl. Um, so I, I think there'll be rumblings. I think there'll be rumblings from a lot of the alumni, from a lot of the fan base, but I think the people that are matter and the people that make the decisions, I don't think they're going to have Jim Harbaugh fired just yet. Well, let's move on over to the Iron Bowl. Bama versus Auburn takes place today. Always, again, another uh, game where records don't matter, but 
Bama's had their struggles. Uh, Auburn's had their struggles. But you got to think that in this game, as big as it is, and and, and where Alabama is with their season, Nick Saban finds a way to check check this box off. You know, I'd have to agree with you on that. And you look at Auburn's a really good team, but for Alabama, this is their quote unquote SEC championship game. They lose earlier in the year to LSU, so they're not going to go play in the big or in the SEC championship game next week. So if Alabama were to win this, they they're not going to move down. They're going to stay at number five, and then Georgia and LSU would play in that championship game, and that kind of smells. Hey, Alabama could get in on the backside of this bad boy, um, if you think about it, because they'll be able to possibly uh, sneak in. Ohio State's going to get in. Clemson's going to get in. LSU's going to get in. Who's going to be that 14? Because Georgia right now is ranked number four, but if they go to the big, if they go to the SEC championship game next week and they lose to LSU, they're not going to stay in that top four. That'll be their second loss. They'll be 10 and 2. Alabama could slide in there. Now, the interesting thing will be. Can Alabama go to Auburn? They're three-point favorites. Can they blow them out and they have that impressive one on their resume? Hey, they went to Auburn and knocked off Auburn by 10, 15, 20 points because the only other team that's going to be a factor and possibly not allowing Alabama to get in would be Utah. Utah at 10-1 and one is number six in the country. They've been blowing teams out. They don't have the best of schedules. It's a very weak schedule if you're asking me. Um, but if Utah were to win against Colorado today, which they will, and they were to go on to the Pac-12 championship game, which they will, and beat Oregon, which they might, then they're going to have a really good argument about being in that Final Four. But at the end of the day, I do think it's going to be Alabama because Alabama is going to knock off Auburn in an impressive fashion today. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about the games that happened over the weekend. I particularly want to talk, and I'm sorry his name escapes me, but I think a touchdown celebration went a little bit crazy with Mississippi State. Uh, when in the hiking of the leg or the dog peeing uh, in the end zone. Do you think that goes just a little bit too far? Um, I thought it did. And I think there's a time and a place for, you know, for that. And that definitely wasn't. Um, I thought it was a little bit too much as obviously Mississippi State, the team that they were playing, is the Bulldogs. That was clearly a celebration that he had had planned. It was clearly a celebration that he had thought out, uh, but you just simply, in a close game like that, a rivalry game, can't make that mistake, and you can't do that. You want to go over and do that on the sidelines or maybe nobody sees and you're off the field, then go do it. But don't do it in the end zone when ESPN cameras are on you and you're down one point because then, of course, you know that pushes back to the, the extra point, and what does he do? He pushes it right, and they lose the game. Um I'm not going to say revoke the kid's scholarship. That might be a little bit too much, but um, I don't think they're going bowling. But I think you might see maybe a one game. So it, I'm not sure if he's a senior or not, but if he is, or if he's a junior, I would uh, I would certainly have him sit out a game next year. Um, you just simply can't have that national television. Uh, you've got to represent your school better. And if I'm Ole Miss, I'm very disappointing because not only – did that cost me a game, but it allowed my rival in Mississippi State to win their sixth game of the season and become bowl eligible. So uh, you just can't have that. Yeah, yeah, and and I was kind of scratching my head as as to 
I get emotions. You're excited. You're 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 you, you get a touchdown. You're excited, and all that that happens. And and I think there's a lot of room for celebration. But I think you know sometimes you can go a little bit too far. And we've seen this with the uh, uh, celebrations in the NFL and, and so forth uh, go a little bit too far. Real quickly here, while we still got you, let's talk about tomorrow's game downtown. I'll be at that game. Uh, the Tennessee Titans rolls into town against the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Man, what a disappointing loss. Uh, to to the Houston Texans. We talked a little bit about that last week, uh, but they've got to bounce back and they've got to play. Uh, and, and unfortunately, uh, the Titans might be a little bit more healthy than uh, the Colts, but uh, history on our side, we've had their number. Uh, it's always been difficult for the Titans to beat the Colts. We're at home. We need this win. They've just got to go in and, and focus and play uh, Colts football at home and get that win so that we stay in the hunt uh, with the AFC uh, South Championship. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt this team, when you think about this season, you're going to think about injuries. It obviously started out with an injury to Andrew Luck, you know, whether it was his brain, uh, but, you know, this whole team all year has just been banged up. Every week, it seems like it's a laundry list on the injury report. And it's shown on the field because there's been inconsistent play. They're six and five right now. And, and Tom, you and I were talking a couple weeks ago, man, this team was rolling on all cylinders. They had a great chance. They had a, they had a stranglehold on the AFC South knowing that they had just beaten the Texans and they were rolling. And look what they've done since you lose to the Texans, you beat the Jaguars, but that Dolphins loss, that Steelers loss really is going to come into play because the Dolphins is a team we should have beat three weeks ago. And that Steelers loss on the road is a game you should have had because that's the team now you're chasing for the wild card. Um, I think the Colts have a good chance of winning tomorrow, as you mentioned. Uh, I don't trust Tannehill. I don't trust Mariota, whoever is under center. The big key tomorrow is going to be stopping Derrick Henry. He ran for 115-plus yards last week against the Jaguars. Uh, And and who's going to step up? Uh, We know that Eric Ebron hasn't done that all year, and he's out for the rest of the year with injury. T.Y. Hilton's not going to play, so can Jack Doyle. Uh, Marlon Max been banged up. So can Naheem Hines uh, play well? Can Zach Pascal step up? Can Chester Rogers be a factor in tomorrow's game? Uh, somebody's got to step up uh, because if you look at the schedule, you win tomorrow, you're at seven and five. You can go to Tampa and win to go to eight and five. But you get the Saints, a Panthers team who's up and down, and the Jaguars. There's a really good chance that this Colts team only loses one game the rest of the season. And that would wind up at 10 and six that have a really good chance of winning the division. If not certainly snagging the wild card, there's only one wild card spot up for grabs because the bills have already won nine games. It's how impressive they were on Thanksgiving against the Mm, Cowboys. Absolutely. There's only one wild card, only one wild card spot. That's going to be open uh, because the bills are going to grab that fifth seed. Uh, But the Colts are right there with Pittsburgh, Oakland, Tennessee for that final wild card spot. You can eliminate one of those teams tomorrow by knocking off the Titans and move to seven and five. Then you hope you get some 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 help around the AFC uh, because the Steelers um, they still got to play the Bills and the Ravens, so those aren't gimme games. And if you look at the Raiders, a Raiders team that you've already played, a Raiders team is very inconsistent. They still get the Chiefs, they still get uh, a couple other decent teams on the road, uh, and you just go back to that week four game where you think, man, if the Colts could have just got over the top and beaten the Raiders uh, and they could have gotten over the top and got one more score late, 
and beat the Steelers, they'd almost have that second wild card spot wrapped up. However, they don't. That's why you got to play the games, and we'll see what happens. But I still believe in this team. I still believe that they can uh, finish the season at 10-6, and six, barring a lot of more injuries, and hopefully they get healthy. Uh, I still believe this team can make the playoffs as a wild card team, and we'll see what happens when they go on the road. You know, let's talk a little bit about uh, Turkey Day uh, games. Uh, I, I, you mentioned Buffalo and Dallas. Uh, uh, Buffalo going on the road to win in Dallas. I tell you what, it, it put the magnifying glass back on on Jason Garrett with the Cowboys. Do you think old JJ keeps uh, uh, Jason Garrett around for another year? Uh, after that loss, I mean, I'm sure he'll be able to finish the season, but uh, do you think that Jason Garrett's on the hot seat? But there again, you go back to uh, the question is, okay, if we fire him, who are you going to get that's any better than him and who's going to be available on that? Uh, but we've been talking about Garrett being on the hot seat for a couple of years, and he's been able to pull himself out of that hole. But a, a loss on Thanksgiving uh, to Buffalo uh, was a huge uh, loss for Dallas. Well, I mean, you said it yourself, and it was, it's it's my point. Like, if it was me, yeah, I would have pulled the trigger already and got rid of him. But it seems like every time these rumblings start happening, Jerry Jones comes out and is in defense of his of his of his guy and Jason Garrett. I think he's been there probably two or three years too long. Um, you almost say, okay, it's time time to go. And even if we got to dip down and give a college coach a chance or give somebody a chance. Um, that has experience uh, maybe on the offensive coordinator level, but it's never been a head coach. You almost have to do it. So um, yeah, you would think, especially after that loss the other day on national TV, that at the end of the year they would do it. But also we the track record shows that this dude must have nudes on somebody because he continues to save his job. So uh, we'll, see what, He's got- we'll see what they do at the, at the end of the year. And uh, if, if I was the Cowboys, I would certainly go in a different direction. Tony Donahue of the Tony T Podcast. Tony, I appreciate you joining us uh, here on post-Thanksgiving weekend. And uh, where can people find your work and masterpieces, sir? Yep, at Tony D. Indy on Twitter. Been doing some work with uh, SBR, so you can follow SBR Picks on Twitter as well. Do some uh, some gambling side of things and uh, enjoy your Saturday and Sunday of this long Thanksgiving weekend. Yes, sir. You have yourself a good weekend. Thank you so much. You too. Take care. Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast joins us up to break down some of the action that's going on in college football, talking uh, Ohio State and Michigan. Certainly that's going to be on the on the uh, topic of most uh, uh, sports fans, especially college football enthusiasts, as enthusiasts, enthusiasts, as, as we move forward. And certainly big game with Alabama, but again, but we think Alabama can pull that off and IU and Purdue in the old Oaken bucket. I mean, how big of a win will it be for IU? I think they can definitely do it. Uh, that, that's uh, for sure. And we'll be coming up here in just a, a few moments. Uh, we've got our college football segment. Joining us today is Adam Jemadan, Super Browns fan and Super Buckeyes fan to continue this conversation about Ohio State and Michigan. Ohio State on the road to Michigan, and uh, we'll get into some more of the college football conversations. Rick Reagan may not be able to join us as he's uh, dealing with some issues on the home front. Uh, um, so uh, 
he texted me just a few moments ago. So, hey, you know what? Those years of having a teenage daughter, I don't never did have, and I don't necessarily envy it. But sometimes when you got a teenage daughter at home, things happen. So, <laughs> I hope Rick can get it all figured out uh, there, and uh, in, in all in all is is good. So he's he's going to have to postpone if he, he's able to join us. He's going to jump on, but uh, he's he's dealing with uh, some other. Stuff. He's got daddy issues, uh, uh, but 917-889-8516 is our digits. Give us a call. Talk some college football with us. Talk some NFL with us. Uh, talk some uh, turkey stuffs with us. Uh, your, your Thanksgiving traditions, if you will, and uh, how you're, you're going about uh, uh, celebrating your uh, Thanksgiving weekend, if you will. <laughs> But uh, you know, it's it's just it's been kind of like one of those crazy years where it just seems like it's just went by at warp speed, and uh, it's like here we are, we're we're at Christmas or Thanksgiving now. Everybody's getting their trees up. You know, I have to admit that I'm I'm a Christmas procrastinator. You know, I'm single. I live with my two dogs, so. My son has grown and lives out of state, so I mean, I uh, I'm, I'm a Christmas procrastinator, uh, but I know a lot of people are getting their their trees up, getting their decorations up, or maybe they never even took them down from last year, and you know that that probably would be me at times too. So you know, keeping uh, keeping the tradition going. A lot of you know my buddy Rich, uh, he. Uh, got one of those lamps uh, from the Christmas story and has got that up in his, uh, his front window. It's like, it's like sex in the, in the window or whatever. <laughs> Christmas story, obviously a great uh, Christmas movie. And we're getting to that time of year. So maybe we'll talk about your, your Christmas uh, faves, if you will. Uh, appreciate Tony Johnny who joined us, jumping on the horn with us here talking some college football and some NFL football with us as well. 917-889-8516 is our digits. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at on the, on the, in the Twitter universe at T balance. And then also make sure you're following us on Facebook and just go to Facebook, search groups or pages or whatever fan pages type in the balance. And there we are. Voila. And hit like, and we'll keep you updated on everything that's going on in the in this in the sports in the sports world. My name's Scott Marquis, El Presidente. We'll be right back right here on the Balance Radio Network.
wrong with being? What's wrong with being? What's wrong with being confident? The Air National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family. So the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. I've been playing four on four with a barber sharp quartet. Nah, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico. Yeah. Believe it, Geico could save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Morning face. You get is when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mace. Ow, they're one of my eyes. Quit moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA, love your home. Here's to the straggly ones. The first ones. Hey, I look good with this ones. The black, brown, red, and gray ones. The itchy ones. The ones grown by dad. The ones grown for dad. The I nearly didn't do it this year ones, and the absolutely filthy ones, they all raise awareness, raise funds, start conversations, and save lives. Because whatever you grow will save a bro. Sign up now at Movember.com.
All right, welcome back to The Balance. My name is Sal Marquez, El Presidente, one hour in the books. And yes, it's true. Christmas has come back to the balance. So, uh, you know what? We'll try to keep it uh, We'll try to keep it as, as, as low level as possible. But no, a Trans-Siberian Orchestra there, I'll tell you what, that's a show to see. I had a chance to go see them last year here in Indianapolis. If you want to go see a good concert, you want to go see a good show, Trans-Siberian Orchestra would be uh, the, the Christmas concert that I would highly recommend that you go to. Thank you so much to Tony Donahue, the Tony D Podcast. It's kind of just been you and I having some alone time. Uh, when was the last time that we uh, that we did that? 917-889-8516 is our digits. Uh, Adam Jividan is going to join us here in about, oh, 10 minutes or so, and we're going to get into the college football talk and at the bottom of the hour ed kratz beat writer for the philadelphia eagles you know in si.com and then mope and the bs sports show uh joins us as well uh to, to talk about you know again we had some uh disappointing well, was it, was it, it wasn't disappointing for me but we just could use the word disappointing a disappointing loss uh for the dallas cowboys against uh the buffalo bills at home, uh, and as Tony pointed out, I mean, this situation to where it's time to find a new coach there in uh, Dallas. I mean, <laughs> just Tony says, well, he might have some nudes on somebody, which there in Dallas might be entirely possible. And of, of course, you had uh, the 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 Lions and the Packers and. And you had uh, the Saints and, and the Falcons as well. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people are like, well, why are they playing these games on Thanksgiving? You know, I've got I think, you know, sports takes so much of my attention, so much of my bandwidth that sometimes it's good just to have a game where you don't really have to pay a lot of attention to. It's kind of on in the background while you do your Thanksgiving stuff like, uh, you know, Cook, uh, cook your turkey, get everything ready, and spend time with friends and family, and just kind of have it on in the background. I think football is good for that on Thanksgiving, but Thanksgiving football tradition—that's that's tradition, and you've got to have that as well as the Macy's uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade. You know, I've been watching that since I was a kid. Uh, I mean, I think there's an overall good parade this year. You know, as far as parades go. I think NBC needs to put more focus on the bands and the the high school bands and those those bands than the than the dance teams or the failed lip syncing of Jimmy Fallon. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Macy's Day uh, Thanksgiving parade is certainly uh, part of uh, Thanksgiving traditions. Maybe you guys have your own. Uh, family traditions, feel free to give us a call, 917-889-8516. Talk with us a little bit about your Thanksgiving, how you celebrate it. Are, are you a an odd, oddball out? Are you uh, someone that uh, doesn't do turkey? Maybe I do a duck or maybe I do uh, a ham or, you know, I just or maybe I just don't. I, I'm just non-traditionalist and uh, we – we do uh, do something completely different, uh, and maybe uh, go out or something like that. But uh, you know, but the good thing about Thanksgiving is, is, you know, 
we were the first country, we, the United States, were the first country in the world to dedicate a holiday to what we're thankful for. And so it, it is a good time to uh, reflect on what we're thankful for, who we're thankful for, and, you know, thanks to the troops as well. And, you know, it's uh, it's important that we realize that uh, it, the, the Thanksgivings that we have, the uh, freedoms that we have comes at a price, and that price uh, a lot of people, a lot of families have to pay, and not seeing their loved ones uh, the, this holiday weekend because of of what they do for our country. So let's not forget the troops and on uh, Thanksgiving uh, weekend. My name is Tom Mike with El Presidente nine one seven eighty nine eight five one six is our digits. If you want to call and, and talk some sports with us, uh, or you know, you, you want to talk some uh, Thanksgiving with us too, that's uh, that's perfectly fine. Um, we're uh, we're standing by for Adam Jivet, and, and Rick is not going to be able to um, to join us today. I don't think. He's got something going on in the home front, and and uh, hopefully all of that gets uh, gets resolved. Hey, I get it. I totally understand. But Adam Jividen, um super Buckeyes fan, a super Browns fan, joins us. We're going to be talking some Ohio State and Michigan. Also going to be talking uh, just college football. We've got the old Oaken Bucket. For the first time since 1993, uh, the Indiana Hoosiers have a chance to to go uh, to win eight games, and then uh, depending on where we end up in in the bowl game, to win a bowl uh, game, um, to make it nine wins. So for the first time since 1993, and also you know we're talking about we're talking about it not. Uh, be I mean this game typically this game uh, typically has some impl- implications on you know who's going to be in the bowl as a bowl game whether it's Purdue or IU but fortunately this year that's not the case IU is bowl bound uh, not sure exactly what bowl it is uh, but it's why Indiana Hoosiers is a uh, bowl. Uh, bound and Purdue has just seen their season just pretty much collapse underneath them, and it's been a dis. Uh, you saw the word disappointing because it's not disappointing to me at all. Because you know when you're a uh, an IU fan, Adam's trying to join us. He's having some signal issues. So we'll, we'll try to. Join him here in just a moment. I'll tell you what, what we're going to do is regroup, try to join him here. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll be right back right here on the uh, Balance Radio Network. We'll probably forego our bottom of the hour break. But we'll be right back right here on the Balance Radio Network. Tonight. Let's get this party on 
States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family. So the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. It's double trouble, double the fun. At African Safari Wildlife Park in Port Clinton, Ohio, see the largest antelope on Earth, the giant eland, and the ugliest creature on Earth, the African warthog. There's so much to see and do, including the Midwest's only drive-through safari. Feed the animals. See live educational shows. Feel the excitement. Have your picture taken with a python or cockatoo. Feel the adventure. Shop the Symbol Lodge gift shop with items available from around the globe. Visit the snack bar or picnic facilities. Enjoy a pony or camel ride. Or cheer your favorite porker on to victory in the famous Pork Chop Down. Bring your family to see the rare and exotic animals at African Safari Wildlife Park in Portland, Ohio. Just take Route 2 to the Route 53 North exit and follow the sign. Only 17 miles west of Cedar Point via Route 6. Open every day, rain or shine. I've been playing 4-on-4 four four with a barber shark quartet. Nah, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico. Yeah. Believe it, Geico could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Morning face. You get is when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Right. No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mates. Ow, they're one of my eyes. Quit moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. 
And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Here's to the straggly ones. The first ones. Hey, I look good with this ones. The black, brown, red, and gray ones. The itchy ones. The ones grown by dad. The ones grown for dad. The I nearly didn't do it this year ones. And the absolutely filthy ones. They all raise awareness, raise funds, start conversations, and save lives. Because whatever you grow will save a bro. Sign up now at Movember.com. It's double trouble, double the fun. At African Safari Wildlife Park in Port Clinton, Ohio. See the largest antelope on Earth, the giant eland, and the ugliest creature on Earth, the African warthog. There's so much to see and do, including the Midwest's only drive through safari. Feed the animals. See live educational shows. Feel the excitement. Have your picture taken with a python or cockatoo. Feel the adventure. Shop the Simba Lodge gift shop with items available from around the globe. Visit the snack bar or picnic facilities. Enjoy a pony or camel ride. Or cheer your favorite porker on to victory in the famous Pork Chop Down. Bring your family to see the rare and exotic animals at African Safari Wildlife Park in Port Clinton, Ohio. Just take Route 2 to the Route 53 North exit and follow the sign. Only 17 miles west of Cedar Point via Route 6. Open every day, rain or shine. My name is Tom Marcos L. Presidente. Thank you so much for Tony Donahue, the Tony D podcast, uh, joining us to talk a little bit of college football and NFL. Uh, Rick Rick, not going to be able to join us today, but joining us also is Adam Jividen, a Super Browns fan and a Super Buckeyes fan. Adam, happy Thanksgiving weekend to you, sir. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Tom. How you doing, buddy? Woo-hoo. I'm great, man. Did you did you get enough uh did you get enough uh, turkey and stuffing? Do you, do you have plenty of leftovers? Leftovers, yes. I probably ate too much, but I worked out this morning, so we'll get we'll get back on plan. <laughs> Hopefully soon. How's the you're doing the CrossFit thing, right? Yeah, on Saturdays. Wow! Look at so, you rocking and rolling. I tell you what, man. There's something about it. just a leftover turkey sandwich, some mayo, some cheese, just uh, just just to go with, man. And I tell you what, yeah, yesterday was yesterday was Black Friday. I didn't do anything. I stayed at home, did a little binging. Because you know what, you can do your Black Friday shopping if you need to be uh, at home with your laptop. You don't need to. Uh, 
uh, stand in line at Target at 6 a.m. I guess it's just the rush, the adrenaline, the fear of getting trampled. Uh, <laughs> but I, don't, I didn't really indulge in the Black Friday thing. Is that something you guys do? Uh, I used to um, when they didn't do all the Black Friday deals online, but I actually had my – I didn't have a – I didn't get a whole lot. I just got like a handful of movies, a couple things for the house from Best Buy – uh, on what when did I get it done? Thursday at about 7 p.m. After we got home from from uh, Thanksgiving dinner and just kind of chilling out and popped on the computer, got my order ready in about 10 minutes. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Just add the cart and hit uh, hit uh, pay. Well, you know, here's another thing that I was able to do over the, this Thanksgiving weekend. I have finished all the Star Wars movies. I'm a fan of Ray. Ray's a badass. I, I I think that she's might be headed toward the dark side. What are your thoughts? Well, I, Tom, you're entering a new a new era of fandom that I've liked since I was like five. Um, I think old people. <laughs> I know that I'm late to the game. I know I'm late to the game. Ray, longer time fans uh, don't like Ray as much. Primarily just because, like, the the last movie left a lot to be desired. Um, but depending on how they finish it with this one coming out next month, uh, it could it could be redeemed. Um, my favorite, and I gave you my order, uh, Empire Strikes Back is the best one. The second best one is Rogue One. Um, and then there's a big, like, jump jumble in the middle. Um, between like A New Hope and Return of the Jedi, um, and then way down at the bottom is uh, Episode One. <laughs> is what? So, way yeah, down at the bottom is Episode what? One. The Episode One. Oh, the, the see, I get them all confused. I know exactly. <laughs> Phantom Menace. It's Phantom Menace. Okay. Well, Rogue One. Dark Ball is awesome, but yeah. Well, Rogue One, the way I understand it, wasn't part of the of the order of movies. So, actually, Rogue One is what I'm going to watch next. So that's what I was told by Rogue somebody. One is, Rogue One is fantastic. It's basically a so Star Wars spy movie. All right, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. And uh, here, here's the thing. And me and my friend Melissa were watching it, and. We we kind of got the theory here that you know they're going to have to tie the loop here because they say this is the final movie, and it, does this mean that they're they're calling it the the, the rise of uh, Skywalker? But does Ray come back and fill that gap? Is Ray on the dark side? Uh, like you said, they can either make it make it or or blow it, and we know what happened with Game of Thrones. Uh, when Disney or ABs or whoever it was that took it over decided that, that they were going to go their own way with it, so we'll see what happens. Well, I was just HBO going differing from the books, but yeah, I I think how it's going to end is you're going to have both Kylo Ren and Rey um, end up on the the good side, um, and then and and this isn't the last Star Wars movie. This is just the end of what they're calling the Skywalker saga. So they're gotcha. going to expand a lot of the other universe. So things like, 
doing more things like The Mandalorian, doing a Boba Fett movie. Um, you know, they did the Solo movie, Rogue One. But there's a lot more in that Star Wars extended universe that they can do. This is just going to be the last thing kind of set around what we know as the Skywalkers. From Anakin to Luke and then Luke's protege. So much to know, so much to learn. Uh, but, uh, hey, I, I, I feel accomplished at least getting through uh, the, the movies and, and knowing the characters. And, and so I, I have to say that, uh, that I was not a diehard fan, per se, but watching these movies has certainly brought me into the loop somewhat. I'm late to the game. I get it. But, hey, let's move on to some other uh, uh, games happening in a galaxy so close, close to us. Uh, let's start with IU and Purdue and West Lafayette, the old Oak and Bucket game for the first time since 1993. Uh, we could be talking about IU winning eight games, and, if, and when they get to the bowl game, if they win that game, they could win nine games. We've not had that conversation in a long time. What are your thoughts about IU and Purdue? Uh, I think IU wins handily. This is the best IU squad they've had in like 20-some years. Um, They play a really, really good defense, um, and and their offense is doing well. Um, And they've even done well in spite of uh, Phoenix getting hurt. Um, So Purdue's just way too banged up. They're on their, like, what, third quarterback. Rondale Moore's out. You know, they're they're just – they're they're kind of a shell of a team, and that those are the kind of teams that that they can't they can't survive a lot of injuries. I mean, and and stay competitive. I I think you see IU take this game handily. I, I could see a two or even three score game. Um, the, the elements today I think are going to keep scores a little low because it's this kind of misty rain. Um, but. Uh, I, I still think you see IU win in convincing fashion. And, and what I'm looking forward to is I want to see IU take on one of these garbage offensive SEC teams and beat them. How awesome would it be to see IU take on, like, an Auburn or a Florida and win? It would be. Well, I, and that's, you know, we go to, we have that conversation, which I've, I've, I've never been a big <laughs> I just I, the thing about the strength of schedule in college football just drives me insane because you have the same schools playing in March as you do in November, uh, playing basketball I should say. In March Madness, we don't have that issue now. Yes, we can talk about the extension of of the playoff uh, teams and that sort of stuff, but still, it doesn't really matter if you if you extend the playoff teams to six or to eight. Uh, the the conversation is always going to be well. The reason why your team didn't get in is because of strength of schedule. It's the only sport that just so drives me insane. Uh, but but I think this that they they rigged that up because. They don't want an IU playing in Auburn. They don't want an IU playing in Alabama. They want to keep they want to keep uh, control and, and tight reins on it. But speaking of strength of schedule, if and I know it's a big if, and and I'm not an, an Ohio State hater per se. Uh, I know that you are definitely not an Ohio State hater. Uh, you got a big game against Michigan. You should fall asleep against Michigan. You know, at the beginning of the season, we were saying, well, you know. Michigan's going to be a mediocre team. Jim Harbaugh's on the hot seat. But as we talked about earlier, you are defined, if you're a Michigan coach, you are defined how you play play Michigan and, I mean, how you play Ohio State. 
if Michigan can find a way to win, that's going to bring into conversation anyway, not reality per se, but it's going to bring into conversation of Ohio State remaining in the playoffs, again, going back to strength of schedule. So the game of the week that everybody's talking about, Ohio State, Michigan, I know that's what what is on your mind. What say you, sir? Break it down for us. Well, I think, as I mentioned, I think the elements are going to play a hand in this. It's actually, in, in my opinion, so Ohio State played really bad weather game against Wisconsin, and then last week against Penn State, uh, the rain started a little uh, right around the end of the second quarter. Um, it actually just started raining when Justin Fields had that fumble on the one-yard line. I, I mean, think about this. Ohio State last week played Penn State, who was ranked eight. We had three fumbles that cost 17 points because we had the Justin Fields fumble at the one. There was another fumble um, at their, like, 19, or an R19, excuse me, that made that, that the defense actually held and they kicked a field goal. And then they had a, a third fumble at about the 38 that they punched in for a touchdown. That is 17 point swing, and we still beat them by 11. And oh, yeah, that's the same Penn State team that beat Michigan. Like, I, I, I get that, that I said. All along, I thought this Michigan team, I thought that the fact that they played Notre Dame like in a monsoon helped them tremendously because Ian Book doesn't have the arm strength to get it downfield. Um, and then on top of that, the, the only two games that they've, that they've played with good teams, they've lost and kind of lost convincingly. I'm still not sold on this Michigan team. My question is, is who's going to block Chase Young? And if you double-team Chase Young, then who's going to guard Devon Hamilton? Who's going to cover B.B. Landers? Who's going to cover uh, Jonathan Cooper might be playing? He might be saving his last game because he's going to redshirt this year, but he's got one game that he can play. But who's going to cover Tyreek Smith? And then if you can even get past the pass rush, I don't even know if their receivers can get open on Damon Arnett and Jeffrey Okuda. And, 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 and nobody has run the ball in this Ohio State defense all season, not even Jonathan Taylor, nobody. And now you're telling me that Michigan's set of average running backs is going to run the run the ball? No, I, I just I don't I don't see how Michigan can can move the ball at all on this Ohio State defense. I have watched every single Ohio State game since I was five years old. I have seen <laughs> great players come through the program. Andy Katzenmoyer, A.J. Hawk, Mike Doss. I mean, the slew of number one picks, first-round draft picks into the NFL. There has never been, and this includes the 2002 National Championship team, Tom, that beat Miami when everybody thought Miami was unstoppable. There is not a defense that Ohio State has fielded in my lifetime that is this good. Because every team that we've had has had some sort of um, weakness or an area that you could pinpoint, you go, that's where I'm going to attack. That has yet through 11 games. There hasn't been one. Now, could there be some wrinkle? Yeah, but I'm not going to count on Jim Harbaugh to find it. If, if we were having a game plan or if we were having a, you know, a month, if Oklahoma had a month to game plan, 
I would I would go, okay, they may be able to find it. And then that doesn't count the fact that you have J.K. Dobbins, who today could pass Ezekiel Elliott on Ohio State's all-time rushing list. You still have Justin Fields to deal with. You still have this his armada of receivers, you know, led by K.J. Hill and Benjamin Victor and Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson and Austin Mack. And, I mean, all these guys – I don't know. I don't know how they match up, like at at all. Ohio State, when you break it down position by position, and this doesn't come from me as an Ohio State fan. This comes from Joel Klatt, who, in my opinion, is the best um, game analyst in college football today. Joel Klatt said, "He goes, it is a tall task for Michigan because I see Ohio State better at every position group on the field, all of them." So it would it would literally be a humongous upset, even with it being the game. I just don't see how it happens. We're talking with Adam Jimenez, Super Buckeye fan and Super Brown fan. Uh, we're getting ready to go into our NFL conversation here in just a moment. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about your Browns. Uh, what are your thoughts on where we're at? And, uh, of course, uh, got another good win last week. Uh, but uh, we're moving into uh, thoughts and talks about uh, possible playoff situations. That I don't know that the Browns have it in, in the can to be able to make it to the playoffs. What are your thoughts? Uh, Buffalo's got a really tough schedule, but after winning yesterday, they look really tough. Um, I, I think we've lost too many games early in the season that we could have won. But I think if they finish, let's just say, 9-7, and seven, I, I actually predicted them at the start of the season to finish about 9-7 and seven or 10-6. and six. Um, I, I don't think anybody saw this Baltimore explosion coming. So... You know, if they finish 9-7, and seven, will I be happy? Kind of. But I also will have known that we left a lot of games on the schedule that we could have won. And so Join it'll be that now. kind of like dissatisfaction. Joining us now also is Mo from the BS Sports Show. Mo, a happy Thanksgiving weekend to you, sir. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I I I I I I know that it's uh, kind of been a struggle. I hope everything's uh, working out for you. Uh, also joining us is Adam Jividan, a Super Browns fan. And Mo, I know you cover the cover the Browns, but we were also talking a little bit about about this big Ohio State and Michigan uh, matchup. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, you know, you look at the game today. Obviously, it's huge for both teams. You know, is Ohio State's number one, and Ryan Day's looking for his first win over Michigan. And for Jim Harbaugh, I mean, he's looking for his first win over Ohio State since he's been the head coach of Michigan. One win uh, in this decade for the Michigan Wolverines against Ohio State. So it's been a pretty lopsided, one-sided affair. So uh, it's in the big house today. Uh, you know, remember last year this time we were talking about. Uh, you know, Michigan going in and being ready to dominate Ohio State as they were the higher-ranked team and. Ohio State uh, just took it to Michigan. So it'll be interesting to see what happens today. They're also going to need a, a big game from Shea Patterson. Michigan will, uh, if they're going to hope to win this football game. And it'll be nice to see, uh, you know, Ohio State finally face some competition. We've had all this talk about they're the best team in college football, but they've really, other than, I mean, Wisconsin and, and Penn State played nobody. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, what happens today at noon. Joining us now, also Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, SI.com, and our official NFL contributor. Happy Thanksgiving weekend to you, Ed. 
Yeah, thanks, Tom. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Uh, did, did you great weekend? Did you have pl- plenty of leftovers left over? Not really. Not as many as I normally <laughs> like to have. Um, I, but uh, my daughter's having some friends over today, and they're going to have another. They're cooking up another turkey, so I'm going to get some of their leftovers later. There you go. I tell you what, there's nothing better yeah. than a leftover turkey sandwich. On the horn, uh, Griffiths also is, is Adam Jivet and Super Browns fan and Super Buckeyes fan. We're talking about a little bit about the Browns and the and uh, the Ohio State Michigan matchup. Do you have any thoughts on that today, sir? And you know, I, we we look back at Penn State. Penn State is still in the mix. It's still on the hunt. Uh, but uh, Ed, what are, what are your thoughts on? Yeah talking a little college football with us, but uh, Penn State, uh, but but the big game today, Ohio State is at Michigan. Yeah, I, you know, I I just don't see Michigan uh, having enough to win that game. I, th- I do think Ohio State is one of the best four teams in the country and probably, probably the top three anyway. Um, I, you know, Michigan got hammered by Notre Dame. Uh, they, they lost to Penn State. Um, I, I just don't see any way they can uh, beat Ohio State. I really don't. I know it's a big rivalry, and they haven't had a whole lot of luck against Ohio State. But I, I just think Ohio State's probably going to win, uh, and I think they'd win big today. I know Penn State gave them a little bit of a run last week, but I, I watched some of that game, uh, Penn State, Ohio State. And I, you know, even after Penn State cut it to, I think it was 21 to 17 or something like that, I just didn't feel like uh, they had enough to, uh, to win that game. Um, so I, I think it was a good test for Ohio State. You know, it was really one of their closer games of the year, and uh, but they came out of it in flying colors. So I think they're going to make a statement, to be honest, against Michigan today. All right, guys, let's walk around the horn here with the NFL. We'll kind of take uh, our games uh, individually. Mo and 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 uh, Adam, you can kind of share the same game. We'll go back to you, Adam, uh, and you share a rivalry with our our mutual friend of Kyle Courtney, Super Steelers fan, uh, this weekend. Uh, I tell you what, this is a big win. This is a must win for the Cleveland Browns and a big win for the. Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, what are your thoughts as, as you talk about the Browns going on the road to the Steel City, sir? I think the Browns this week, uh, I hate Pittsburgh so much. And I think everybody that's from uh, North uh, or Central and North Central Ohio uh, agrees with me. But uh, I, I just don't see how Pittsburgh can do it. They're injured at like every position. And they're starting Devlin Hodges for crying out loud. I think I think the Browns in a what's going to be a tightly officiated game, considering what happened a couple weeks ago, um, as well as then uh, just a lot of injuries on Pittsburgh's front. I just I don't see how it happens. I think the Browns win a close, ugly game and keep their slim heartbeat of a of a playoff shot alive. Mo, what are your thoughts? I know you uh, covered the Browns as well, the the Browns and uh, the Steelers. Well, I mean, you, you know, like he said, it's obviously, you know, it's a must win for the Browns. But, you know, you want to see this offense continue to click. You want to see, I think, Jarvis Landry still, uh, you know, involved. He was, uh, you know, kind of a ghost at the beginning of the season. So he's been involved a lot more the last few weeks. Uh, you want to see this defense uh, come out and step up, well, again, with no Miles Garrett. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see what uh, what happens in this game. Pittsburgh, obviously, uh, looking for some retribution, but you know, I don't think I don't know that the Browns' defense will have uh, that much of a chance to go at Mason Rudolph. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. It should be a fun game. If Cleveland goes into Pittsburgh, 
and uh, hopefully comes out uh, with a win. Uh, Ed, uh, let's talk a little bit about, first of all, Thursday's games, but I, more, most importantly, I want to talk about uh, the team that you probably enjoyed seeing lose the most over the weekend was uh, the the uh, Cowboys losing to uh, Buffalo. One, no, I don't think anybody saw that happening, but two, the bigger question is, we're now officially putting uh, Jason Garrett back on the hot seat, but for whatever reason, J.J. has been able to keep him Alive, I don't know, uh, as Tony said earlier, I don't know if Jason's got some uh, uh, nude photos that he's holding and blackmail in the closet or something, but he just seems to always escape uh, uh, the escape the, the, the ultimate uh, end uh, to his career there at Dallas. So what, do, what are your thoughts about that game, and where does this leave us with Jason Garrett? Well, I think, you know, the Cowboys are going to have to kind of get on sort of a historic run to save Jason Garrett's job. I think they need to get to the playoffs, but I think they need to win some games in the playoffs once they get there, if they get there. Uh, Otherwise, Garrett's gone. It's been 10 years, and uh, they have too much talent on that roster to be sitting here at 6-6, and uh, unable to kind of claim that division after seeing the Eagles struggle all season. I mean, that's really – the NFC East is just a horrible division, to be honest. And the Cowboys, I think, have the better roster. It's the healthier roster. And for them to be where they are uh, is bad. Is a bad look for Jason Garrett. But I, you know, it's I, you can see the Bills going in and winning that game. I mean, I, the Cowboys haven't beaten a team with a winning record all season. I know they were at home, but uh, I think one of the stats that came out was Garrett has never won back-to-back Thanksgiving Day games, and they won last year. So you kind of figure, okay, if that trend holds, the Bills are going to go in and win. And, you know, I really like the Bills. I think they're playing very well. I, I, they were one of my uh, picks in the preseason to make the playoffs as a wild card uh, because, you know, the Patriots always win the AFC East. But uh, I like the Bills. I really think Sean McDermott's doing a terrific job. I think he should be the coach of the year. Uh, the, terrific job. And, and even in developing uh, Josh Allen uh, to the point where he has become a very good NFL quarterback, and you hope that that progression continues. I like to see these young quarterbacks come in uh, and have success and, uh, you know, Josh Allen's doing doing a very good job right now, and that defense is playing well, and uh, and I really like the Bills. I like what they're doing. I think they're, that was a statement win for them. I think that can kind of jumpstart them uh, into a playoff run that uh, who knows where it could take them. But uh, as far as Garrett goes, I think he's gone. I don't think the Cowboys can uh, make the playoffs yet. It'll do any damage once they get there. But uh, So I think Jason Garrett will finally be gone at the end of the year, and who knows who Jerry Jones will want to bring in, maybe a college coach, one of the – hot college coaches in the country. So uh, it'll be interesting if they do can him. Nick Saban uh, Saban to the Cowboys. But uh, (laughs) Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles, our official NFL contributor, SI.com. You guys get ready to go on the road down in South Florida against uh, the Miami Dolphins. One would think on paper that this is one that you can can check a box off and move on down the road. But as the Indianapolis Colts can attest to – not so fast. The, the Dolphins can win games. I certainly don't think they can beat the Eagles, but what, what, what's been going on in uh, game prep this week in, in, with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles? Uh, well, earlier in the week, you know, me and a couple other reporters were trying to name like five guys on the Dolphins, and we really struggled to do it. I mean, it's just kind of a faceless, nameless bunch outside of Obviously, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then there's a former Eagles cornerback, Eric Rowe, on that team. But, uh, you know, I just – you're right. I mean, there's no layup games really in the NFL, but 
Uh, if the Eagles can't beat the Dolphins, no matter where you play that game, then they don't deserve to win the NFC East. And they're still in the mix to win the NFC East. But if you can't take care of business uh, against the Dolphins, then you don't deserve to make the playoffs, to be quite honest. And, uh, you know, the big news this week, obviously, Lane Johnson became the highest paid offensive lineman in the league. The Eagles just gave him a contract extension. It'll keep him in Philadelphia through 2025, paying him $72 million, 55 of the guaranteed. And, Two weeks ago, they extended right guard Brandon Brooks with a $54 million deal. So, you know, the Eagles' philosophy has always been to build with that offensive line and that defensive line. A few years ago, they gave Fletcher Cox a $100 million contract. So, that Eagles' right side of the offensive line, I mean, Brooks and Lane Johnson are uh, probably two of the top five uh, linemen in the in the league right now. And they're locked up to the right side. Their left side looks good. So, that offensive line is, is really something that the Eagles are going to hang their hat on, which they always do. Uh, you know, for these next few years. But that was really kind of the big news this game. The Eagles should win. They're getting Alshon Jeffrey back, Nelson Aguilar back, their two receivers, so we can watch them drop some more passes, kind of like they've been doing all year. Um, you know, but Jordan Jordan Howard not being able to play for these last couple of weeks has hurt them too. The running back from Chicago uh, who played with the Bears, he's had a shoulder sting or something probably a little more serious than they're letting on. But uh, he's questionable. I don't think he'll play. It'll be his third straight miss. And, you know, he was on pace for a 1,000-yard type of season. He had seven touchdowns. Um, so not having him in the lineup's kind of hurt. But, again, it's the Dolphins. They should win the game. Uh, Adam, let's play the little homer card with me a little bit. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts uh, uh, host uh, the Tennessee Titans. You know, historically, the Colts have been able to beat the Titans. Uh, the Titans are playing a little bit more healthy than the Colts. The Colts have got to, dot, got to, got to, got to. This is an absolute must-win for the Indianapolis Colts uh, for this fight in the AFC South and the hunt for the wild card. Because after Buffalo's win, there really there only is one wild card left. And who's it going to go to? And it needs to go to the Indianapolis Colts and not the Houston Texans. Uh, so the Titans uh, come to town. I'll be at that game. I'm really excited about going there. I'll get there early, do some tailgating. I'm going to go as a fan and enjoy that game. Uh, but uh, the Titans, uh, man, you got to, for once, we, we sit back and we got to, like, ugh, bite our nails a little bit because this could be the one time the Titans could beat the Colts and it couldn't come at a worse time. Uh, Adam? Yeah, you know, the thing that's hard with this Colts team is I know T.Y. was ruled out. They're just they're, they got a lot of injuries right now that they're dealing with. I Brian Tannehill is playing great for Tennessee. I think that's one of the most under uh, was one of the most undervalued moves was the Titans adding Tannehill. Because Tannehill showed he had talent, but Adam Gase clearly had no desire to work with him because Adam Gase is one of the most arrogant coaches I think I've ever seen. Um, but you know I I. I worry about this Titans team because I worry about Derrick Henry just wearing on this Colts team and then and then in the fourth quarter having one of his big Derrick Henry-style runs, um, you know, midway through the third or the fourth quarter that really kind of puts a, puts a bow on the game. Um, I, this is a game that I think if Jacoby Brissett wants to show that he can be the long-term future, he's got to have a great game. Like, he's put up really good numbers so far, but in the Houston game when we had to have a throw, he couldn't make it. And the question is going to be is in this Titans game, if we need a throw, 
can, can he do it? And, and I don't know the answer to that question yet, and Jacoby hasn't shown it. Jacoby could be one of those guys that when he's got a good team around him can do things and get you to or close to the playoffs. But I don't know if he's got the juice to, to get you over the hump. And that's what we've got to see from him. Now, granted, it's his first year starting, but I, I just I don't, I don't know. This game makes me more nervous than Titans games have been in the past. Um, and I, yeah, I feel like the Titans are trending in a really good direction right now, and the Colts are kind of stuck in neutral. Yeah, I totally agree with you, and that's why I was saying it's just a nervous time for me, nervous Nelly. The good thing about it is uh, they'll be at home. It's going to be a great atmosphere. It's always a great atmosphere at a Colts home game, uh, that's for sure. Mo, uh, Mo for the BS uh, Sports Show. Mo, I appreciate you joining us, and I, I do want to tell you how much uh, that we appreciate you on this show, and I know you've, you've had a rough couple of weeks, and I, I hope things are, are getting better for you, and, and I don't want to give too much details, but I just so you know that your – family is in our uh, thoughts and prayers uh, as we go into this holiday weekend. Uh, but the Bears, what are your thoughts about the Bears uh, winning against the Lions, close game against the Lions, and then got to turn around on a short week and, and host uh, the Dallas Cowboys, who's coming off a, an embarrassing loss that they're going to try to save face for. So you got your work cut out for you. Yeah, you know, it's funny talking to Bears fans, and, and it's more talk not about Mitchell Trubisky, but about uh, – you know, how far this franchise was set back by not drafting, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Sean Watson. I get to see those fun things and hear those fun things every week. But, you know, I mean, Trubisky did what he had to do to win the football game uh, against David Blau from uh, former Purdue quarterback, who looked pretty good in the game. I mean, to be quite honest, you know, we didn't know that uh, Blau was starting uh, and, until, you know, late in the week. So uh, the Bears had to adjust uh, for uh, for David Blau, but he played a pretty good game. I mean, Trubisky's still just he, – he's a lot like Jacoby Brissett right now. He's not making big throws when they're needed to be. And, you know, Trubisky at least has taken some risk, which I think is what Jacoby Brissett will need to do more for the Colts. But it's it's just it hasn't been uh, it hasn't been clicking. And the thing is, you know, we saw so many trick plays last year and and, and fun plays uh, from Matt Nagy and this uh, and this Bears offense, and we've seen none of those really this year. Uh, just because he is, I, I believe, 100%, and, and Matt Nagy will never say this, obviously, publicly, but he's lost confidence in Mitchell Trubisky. And the only reason I think that Trubisky uh, is out there right now instead of Chase Daniels is because it's a, it's a front office call and not Matt Nagy's call. I, I think uh, just from, you know, seeing them at practice, I, I really believe that Matt Nagy has more faith right now in Chase Daniel than he does Mitchell Trubisky. And, and going forward, uh, we could see some more Chase Daniel. You know, it, it was reported a couple of weeks ago that, Trubisky had a, uh, you know, uh, an injury when the game was on the line, and Chase Daniel was in there, and you know, I, I still believe that was 100% BS. He thought Chase Daniel gave him a better chance to win the game than, than Mitch Trubisky. So, everything for the past six weeks has all been about quarterback talk uh, with Bears fans and and on the air. So it's uh, it's going to come down to uh, Mitch Trubisky talk probably the rest of the season and see what the Bears do moving forward. Do they bring in a Cam Newton or do they try to bring in a Teddy Bridgewater to, to bridge that gap until they're ready to draft their, their next successor? And we see Mitch Trubisky fall the way of, uh, of a Marcus Mariota where he becomes irrelevant pretty quickly. Ed Kratz, uh, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and our official NFL contributor. We've got some breaking news coming through the NFL. Uh, per Adam Schaff, 
Scheffner, uh, former NFL wide receiver Terrell Pryor, is undergoing surgery this morning and is in critical condition after being stabbed last night in his Pittsburgh apartment in the shoulder and in the chest. Uh, that's according to Adam Scheffner's uh, uh, Twitter. There's also uh, tweets popping up all over uh, right now. That's just now breaking. Are we getting any news on that? Do you know anything about that, uh, uh, Ed or Mo? Or Adam, for that matter? Uh, I, I don't. I, that's the first I'm, I'm hearing about that, Tom. Okay. Well, so that's breaking news. We'll be monitoring that again. Terrell Pryor uh, injured critically and stabbed in his apartment in Pittsburgh. And according to Adam Scheffner's Twitter, he is undergoing surgery uh, as, as, as we speak. So we'll see what happens there. Thoughts and prayers with Terrell Pryor, obviously one of the greats of the game. Wouldn't you agree, Ed? Uh, he, he was great in college, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I uh, thought so he did some good things. I, I don't think his uh, NFL career really materialized the way uh, some thought it would. Um, you know, he, he had to make the switch from uh, quarterback to receiver. And, uh, you know, I think he had the one good year there, and it led to a free agent deal with the Washington Redskins. But it really never worked out for him. And um, that's not to say he's not a good person, whatever. I mean, he's, I just don't think his career went the way uh, he had hoped and many thought it would. Yeah, absolutely. And so we'll, we'll keep in mind with that. Uh, follow us on Twitter, and we'll keep you posted on that. Uh, let's talk about another game on Thursday, uh, Ed. Uh, the Saints uh, uh, took care of business against on the road against the Falcons. Uh, the Saints are starting to, to check the boxes off and getting themselves in a good uh, spot for postseason. Yeah, you know, the NFC, I mean, they're one of a few teams in the mix in the NFC that you could point to and say, yeah, you know, they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. I think the NFC has more, uh, you know, more of that than the AFC. There aren't as many teams, I think, in the AFC that you can say, yeah, they're going to be in the Super Bowl. But you have the Saints in that mix. And, uh, you know, Drew Brees is, uh, you know, really Teddy Bridgewater gets a lot of credit, actually, for kind of keeping that team afloat when uh, Brees missed several weeks with his uh, thumb injury. Uh, and, you know, and then and give credit to Sean Payton. He did not waver in re- reinstalling Breeze as his starting quarterback, even though Bridgewater, I think, was undefeated uh, after Breeze got healthy, you know. So, uh, yeah, that's good leadership by Payton. He's got that team, again, like you said, on the right track. And, you know, I guess Drew Breeze would kind of be a bit of a sentimental favorite to kind of get to the Super Bowl because his career, uh, I think, is winding down. I'm not sure how many more years he's going to play. Um, if he wins a Super Bowl this year, this could be his last year. But, uh, you know, Sean Payton's a really good head coach, one of the better coaches in the NFL. And, uh, you know, he does have that team pointed in the right direction. I know they stumbled against, I think it was the Falcons a couple weeks ago. But, uh, you know, he's got him right where he wants to be. And, you know, I suspect they'll make a pretty nice run in the playoffs once once they start. We're talking with Ed Kratz, beat writer for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, uh, SI.com, our official NFL contributor. Also talking to Adam Jevedin, Super Browns fan, and Mo from the BS Sports Show. Adam, uh, uh, more breaking news from Adam Scheffner. Uh, a little bit more on the lighter note, but uh, Freddie Kitchens has been seen wearing a T-shirt that says, Pittsburgh started it. Talk about adding salt to the wound. What are your thoughts there, Adam? Oh, Freddie. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> I I get what he's trying to do and I get he's trying to rally his team. But my gosh, dude, like you're not coaching a high school program that's that's going up against like a crosstown rival. Like the way that 
I look at it, and this is, I think, a really good thing. If, you, if you're a head coach that's still trying to figure out how to be a head coach, ask yourself, is this something that Bill Belichick would do? And if the answer is no, don't do it. I just – and he's going to be gone anyway. And, and bar, barring any any uh, huge run in the playoffs or something uh, a major happening, I think Freddie Kitchens is going to be gone anyway. Mo, you cover you cover the Browns. Is this, is this throwing salt on the wounds? What do you think? I, is this rallying the troops? Is this something that uh, that the head coach of the Browns should be doing? No, I mean, after all the talk of Freddie Kitchens not having control of this football team and then being a very undisciplined team, I, I think it's a bad look and a bad move uh, on his part. You know, and, and Freddie Kitchens may not be the only guy gone after this season. Uh, you could see uh, a guy like Odell be gone after this season as well. There's been a lot of speculation uh, amongst the reporting crew uh, as well that uh, this could be Odell's one and only season in Cleveland. But, I mean, just not a good look for Freddie Kitchens. I, I understand what he's trying to do. But after all the talk, after all the uh, the, the terrible undisciplined play of this team, I, I, that wouldn't be my uh, my move at this point if I'm Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> and real quickly, <laughs> what are your thoughts on yeah. this uh, uh, we'll just call it an immature high school movie. No need for this. We're just there's just no need for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, where was he wearing the T-shirt? If he's wearing it around the Thanksgiving Day table with family and friends, I mean, okay, fine. But you know, you really can't go out in public wearing that thing. I think uh, he was wearing it down in Pittsburgh. I think that's where the story uh, came from. Goodness. Yeah, that's pretty bad. You know, and I just talked about Sean Payton and you know showing great leadership to kind of get that franchise. Uh, you know, where it is right now. And, you know, you can't do that. That is not leadership uh, from your head coach. Uh, and it is shameful. And uh, he probably is a one and done. And Mo brought up Odell. I mean, I know we've heard those rumors too about him possibly being one and done in Cleveland. And um, there's talk that the Eagles could be uh, maybe poised to try to make a, a trade offer to the Browns to lure him uh, away in the off season. So that'll be an interesting situation to watch too. And, and so will the coaching search in Cleveland. Another one. Another one, yeah. So, so uh, real quickly, Ed, uh, why we, before we have to wrap things up and put a bow on it, if you're a fantasy football owner that doesn't own Lamar Jackson like myself, every time I, I see a team that I'm playing has Lamar Jackson, uh, I, the, the guy is a beast, and he's killing me everywhere I turn in fantasy football. But more importantly, he's winning games for Baltimore. And this this uh, Baltimore Ravens team, uh, this this phenomenon or tornado, as uh, Adam called it earlier, uh, with the Baltimore Ravens, man, and being in the AFC, man, it could, I mean, I mean, and this could be a very dangerous team as we go into the the postseason. And of course, you got the Forty Niners. Uh, they're the, the I believe they're on the road with the Forty Niners, but the Baltimore Ravens and, and Lamar Jackson. What say you? Yeah, that's a great game. I mean, that it could be a Super Bowl preview. And it, it was funny, I saw Earl Thomas, uh, you know, the Ravens safety say, you know, is this a Super Bowl preview? And he said, oh, you think the 49ers will be in the Super Bowl, huh? And he, he said, well, it could be because no matter who's in there, though, we're going to win. So, you know, he was already putting the Ravens in the Super Bowl. So they're playing with a lot of confidence, a lot of swagger. And yeah, they're going to be a tough out right now. You have to put them uh, kind of as the favorite in the AFC. And I I think after them, it's the Patriots, but I don't know what other team in the AFC uh, has a chance. I mean, maybe the Chiefs, but I'm not sure. I'm not really sold on that Chiefs defense. Um, you know, but Lamar Jackson, yeah, he's all the rage this year, and you haven't heard about as much about Patrick Mahomes. 
uh, who was last year's MVP, and I think Jamal Jackson will be this this year's MVP. And that's going to be a great game. I wish it was a later game. I think it's a one o'clock start, which means I won't be able to see a, you know a single snap of it um, because the Eagles play at that time. But uh, you know, you just—I wish it was moved. I wish it was moved to four thirty or eight o'clock. Um, but you know, it is what it is. But I think it's going to be a terrific game. I think it's supposed to rain in San Francisco all day tomorrow. I know the Ravens have uh, practiced this week. You know, they soaked all the footballs uh, pretty good, so they would get used to practicing with wet footballs. So you know, that could be a factor. But you know, really, the Ravens' running game is very good too. So uh, that's going to be a fun game to watch. I, I, you know, it could be a Super Bowl preview, but we'll see. All right, guys, time for thumbs up, thumbs down. We're going to start with you, Adam Jividen, Super Brown fan and Ohio State Buckeyes fan. Uh, thumbs up or thumbs down, the Michigan Wolverines hold Ohio State Buckeyes to a touchdown today. <laughs> uh, yeah, not happening. So we'll take take your vote as a as a thumbs thumbs down. Uh, the question being, Mo, uh, thumbs up or thumbs down? Michigan uh, wins. I mean, loses by a touchdown or less. I uh, am taking Michigan for the upset today. There you go, and they're not the only one. And I, I know that the the firm believers, and I think this is a bigger win for Michigan than it is. I mean, a bigger loss for Ohio State if that was to happen. Uh, Ed, what are your thoughts? Uh, I second down. what Adam. I, I, I'm going with what Adam Jibden said. The big laugh and the thumbs down. I think the Ohio <laughs> State comes out and makes a statement. <laughs> uh, you know, let alone hold it to seven points. My goodness, no way does that happen. All right, Adam. We appreciate you joining us today. Any final words of wisdom, sir? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, we'll see. You know, everybody on the next week during for the Big Ten championship game that we've already clinched. Coming off our eighth consecutive win against the Skunk Weasels and that team up north. <laughs> that team up north. All right, Adam, have yourself a good weekend. Safe travels to you, sir. See you, Tom. <laughs> Adam in always uh, fun to have on. Uh, Mo from the BS Sports Show, we thank you for joining us. I know you've had a lot on your plate, and I, I do want to tell you how much I appreciate you ju- jumping on with us today, and uh, I hope things are getting better for you. Yeah, a lot better than they will be when Ohio State sees either Alabama or LSU uh, when it comes up into the college football playoffs. So, yes, things in my life will be much better than those than Ohio State seeing either one of those two teams. Oh, uh, anyway, Bo, where can people find your work in Masterpieces, sir? Oh, uh, well, um, I'm going to say this week I'll try to put a Masterpiece on Twitter, at Mo Radio Show. But follow Edge, it's way better. Yes, <laughs> I totally agree. All right, Mo, you have yourself a good weekend, and our thoughts and prayers are with you, sir. Uh, yes, see you guys. I, I second, second that, Mo. Yep. Mo from the BS Sports Show, and, and I know, Ed, you know what's going on in the background there, so uh, I appreciate uh, yeah. your support on that, and, and it's uh, it's a rough rough time. And, and I, I, uh-huh. I told him, I said, man, if you don't want to come on today, he goes, man, I want to come on. So sometimes yeah. you just gotta, you just gotta get away. And I don't want to get all tell the details, but you and I know what's going on. So, but uh, where yeah. can people find your work in masterpieces, sir? Oh, you can hit me at si.com uh, slash NFL slash Eagles. If you want to do go right to the Eagles, uh, uh, or you can find me on Twitter at Kratzee, K-R-A-C-Z-E. And I post all my links and tweet all that stuff out. 
You can even send me a right, friend request on Facebook if you want. Yeah, absolutely do that. We'll post, we'll get yeah. you up there on Facebook as well, on the Book of Faces. All right, buddy. Have yourself a, a good <laughs> right, weekend, sir. All righty. Yep, enjoy the rest of your holiday. Yes, you too, sir. Thank you. Bye-bye. Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles, SI.com. Thank you, Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast, jumping on, talking some college football with us. Also, Adam Jividan, super uh, Browns fan, Mo from the BS Sports Show, all joining us break down this week in sports. I hope you've had a, a great uh, Thanksgiving weekend, a great great turkey day, great time with your friends and family and loved ones and all of that good stuff. And uh, so – Remember, we do this thing called The Balance every Saturday between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Make sure that you're uh, following us on, on Twitter as well, at T-Balance, and on Facebook, The Balance. My name's Tom Marquis, El Presidente. We'll be back next Saturday. Make sure you catch us on the podcast on on Apple to Apple iTunes, <laughs> Applecast, uh, uh, TuneIn, Stitcher, and anywhere that you may find your podcast. I'm out of here. Deuces. Join us next week for The Balance. In the meantime, check us out on Twitter, T-Balance, or Facebook, The Balance, or online at www.thebalanceonline.com.